Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast. I'm Matt Banwart. I own Red Wolf CrossFit in Huntington Beach, California. And I started this podcast with one goal in mind, and that was to make fitness education accessible, engaging, and effective for everyone. Today, I have one of my OG coaches and a good friend of mine, Vanessa Long, on the podcast. We've known each other for 12 years. Right, 12 years, Vanessa? 12 years. 12, 12 years? 12 years is open, and it's the open and season. And it's the open season, perfect yeah. timing. So yes. your your first open was 2012. My first official open that I signed up for was 2012. And you went to regionals that year. Yeah. And you competed for one day. Yes, because I got married the next day, because I didn't know what really CrossFit was. And I was like, oh, you're gonna like you're gonna make regionals. I said, what's that? And then, but my wedding was already set. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so funny that your first year of doing CrossFit, which, I mean, how long did you do CrossFit before you actually went to regionals? Ugh. Like officially, officially, the first time I stepped into a CrossFit gym was the end of 2011. But I had heard about CrossFit in like 2010 and didn't really know what it was. I just, I remember I Googled it. And because my husband now, at the time my fiance was when he was in law school, he had a friend that was in the army and was like, oh, CrossFit and thought it was just a bunch like tire flips, but said like, oh, I think your girlfriend would like it or your fiance would like this. I was like, okay. That's and I, awesome. And I Googled it and I was like, well, and I saw, it was like all the benchmarks and I remember it was Cindy. It was the five, 10, 15 pushups, pull-ups and air squats. And I remember I was like, I can do those movements. Let me do this. And I did it at like my school gym. And that was the first CrossFit workout I did. I think that was like in 2000, the end of 2010, I think. Okay. And then I just kind of dipped in it. And then 2010 or 2011? The end, it was like during 2010. And then like, I met when I was friends with Josh, when I, mm -hmm. when we started working out together, it was the open in 2011 and right. we were at 24 and he oh, was like, oh, okay. this is the, he's the, this is CrossFit. I said, I've heard of that. And I, <laughs> and I had no idea what CrossFit was. It was just a term. And I was like, what's this? And he was like, oh, it's the open. And then that's like an online qualifier. And I remember I did what was, it was one with snatches. It was like 15 snatches and 30 double unders. It was like 10 minute AMRAP. Oh yeah, I remember that and one. And that one was in 2009. I was like, let me try this. And I, and I couldn't do double unders. So I think I did it with singles, but I knew how to snatch mm -hmm. when I was in, when I was cheering in college. And I was like, I think I know how to do those. And I remember being like, this is so hard. <laughs> that was a hard workout. <laughs> but that was like, yeah. So like that was, I had like done, like dipped in it every now and then. Um, Cause I was still cheering at the time. Um, and yeah, but like officially CrossFit, CrossFit. I think I started doing that more towards the end of 2011. That's crazy. Dang, that, that's a fast turnaround. Um, that's awesome. Uh, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. Kind of give us like your background for everyone who doesn't know who you are. I know who you are because you're one of my, if you don't know this, uh, Vanessa was probably like the second or third coach we ever had at yeah. Red Wolf. And then, you know, we still keep in touch. Uh, she worked out today at Red Wolf and that was awesome. Uh, so kind of give us your, you know, your one minute Vanessa story. Uh, and tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Vanessa Long. Um, I've been... In the fitness world since 2010 that's when i got my personal training certificate um, when i was in school i got my degree in kinesiology with an with an option in exercise science from cal state long beach um, i graduated in 2011 um, i became a personal trainer at the 24 um, and that's how i met my best friend and that's when i kind of like dipped into crossfit a bit um, and then i we knew people that were at the gym that you started at mm -hmm. and instead of going to a gym that was like 10 minutes from our house we drove from the inland empire to orange county i totally forgot <laughs> you guys did that from chino hills all the way out to costa mesa yep we sure did we did that three days a week at least sometimes more um because you know that's that, quite that a drive was, that was all we did back then we worked out 
party and, and <laughs> we did party yeah we, we did just party. we just did that um and yeah so i started crossfit then and then i got certified in 2012 with my l1 and then we started doing group classes and then at the same time because we were still driving out here you needed coaches i was like well i, I wanted i just i wanted to be immersed in all the <sighs> I wanted to be a better coach. Like I, I knew like the best way to learn how to coach was to be around the people that I looked up to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, after I got certified, I just, I wanted to get more experience. And so um, I was very fortunate and lucky that you trusted me enough to coach. Um, so I would drive from Chino Hills and I would coach on Friday nights um, and come out here and yeah. And I feel like that was, a good that was like my beginning journey as a coach um and i helped open our gym back home mm -hmm. in 2014. we had that for four years and then um i still coach on the side i went back into coaching cheerleading at the high school and the college level um and i still do that now and i coach part-time and then somewhere in between all that i had four kids so <laughs> wow that was an awesome summary though that, no that was very well said you covered everything that was awesome yeah. well done Thanks. were you Good prepared try. for that no <laughs> well done uh it's crazy to think that all that happened in the span of 12 years i know a lot a lot has happened a lot of life has happened a i feel like it was yesterday happened. but also not i know it's weird how time works like that mm -hmm. uh so first question question number one let's get right mm -hmm. into it so looking back how do you think being a part of red wolf from the start has helped shaved your approach to coaching and fitness i had a lot of epiphanies today actually because i took the 12 o'clock class nice i think the biggest thing and i was thinking about this on my way here too i feel like the biggest thing that i i appreciated and that i learned most was that being good at crossfit doesn't make you a good coach 100 percent. and i feel like because when i first started doing crossfit everyone was like oh but you are good at it and i was like but that doesn't necessarily make me a good coach. I mean, I, 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 use, I was coaching cheer beforehand, so it's not like I was new to coaching in general, but I think it was really important for me to know that ahead of time because I feel like that also humbled me mm. um, because that was like, I had plenty of people be like, oh, you're so good and blah, 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 you know? But I was very thankful for, for you and Josh and like all my friends that were like, that you guys would grab me real quick <laughs> um, in a good way because it was, that's what made me better. It's like, I didn't need more people like telling me I was just good at something without necessarily being good. Like just again, just because you're good, you're good at the exercising thing or you're like, you're good at, at your sport or your, your event or whatever it might be, doesn't make you a good coach. And I think that was something that we talked a lot about. And I think we, when we would talk about, um, just like programming because you did a lot of the like you did your own programming mm -hmm. um back in the day and like just being part of those conversations like really helped me not just learn it as like a competitive athlete because we were all we were also competing at the time yeah um so like we would also do a really good job of looking at it how we would approach it as like a competitor but then also how would we approach it as like someone that's new to crossfit and i feel like that was something that I don't even think I realized at the time was important. And then during today, the EMOM, yeah. um, I was like, I, I had that epiphany. I was like learning how to navigate those part, like those kinds of workouts 
um, can be for anybody. So whether you're competitive, like I feel like I went through this, like we're going to go off a tangent. I went through like a whole array of like emotions in those 21 minutes because <laughs> the first four sets, I was totally fine. I was like, okay, this is not so bad. And then I remember thinking in my head, I, mean, I, got, I got in my head, I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to make it. And then I started tripping up on my double unders. And then like, you know, if you trip up and like, a minute, like you can either do 50 really quick or it's going to eat up the entire minute. And I remember like almost panicking. And then I remember it like it triggered another memory. I was like, when we used to train, it would be like, hey, we have to have to like calm that. Learning how to calm yourself down in the middle of a workout mm -hmm. is is a skill in itself. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of people think like just because you're competitive, like that's the only time it matters. It's like no, it matters like whether you do or you don't. And it's like it, it helps you kind of figure out how you want to approach your workout. How do you like what's the stimulus that we're after? Um, are we scaling too high? Are we scaling too low? Are we making it too easy? Are we making it too hard? And it's kind of like you. It's never gonna be perfect. Um, kind of like today, like even today, like I got in my head a little bit. I was like, oh, I didn't think I was gonna make it, and then I'm still a little slightly bitter. Like I missed one, one thing. I didn't finish out of the 21 minutes. Only one minute. I didn't finish all this stuff. But it was because I had second guessed myself right. for like a split second. Because then I was like, oh, it's just I'm okay. But then like you, you find this balance of like knowing when to push and when not to push, and when you, like, and at the end of the day, it's exercise. Like I got yeah. to work out no matter what. 100%. But I think like learning how to have these conversations with people, again, whether they're competitive or they're not, at the end of the day, everyone has goals. And the only way that you're going to get to your goals is how do you push yourself? And I think that's what, make CrossFit, that's what makes CrossFit so great is that it takes every single person out of their comfort zone. Um, and so I feel like that whole bit, like just like the mindset pieces and learning how to coach every type of person we did that from the very beginning. I was very fortunate to have that with with everyone that we, you know, our, our little OG group. And I feel like that's what's made me a better coach over the course of 12 years. Cause that's something that, that I've never forgotten. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That was extremely well said. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's kind of the philosophy that I kind of started the gym with in the first place was that we don't coach group classes. We coach individuals in a group setting. And yes. that has really stuck with, that's how I coach my coaches and that's how we we run things at, at my gym personally. It's just, I, in my opinion, that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, kind of backtracking to something you said earlier. So you said that that calming yourself down in the middle of a workout is a skill in and of itself. If you could go back an hour ago and coach yourself again, what would you tell yourself? I would have told myself to take it minute by minute because right. I started thinking about the last two sets mm. when I was in like the fifth. You're already thinking ahead. I was huh? already thinking too psyching far ahead and I, I psyched myself out and it was like, I started panicking. I was, and again, like, I'm not competing. I'm, I just, I wanted to move. But then it was like, I had this moment of like giving up because it was good enough. But then, but then like my old, you know, competitive side of me was like, well, no, you can. And I feel like I, like that little bit that I second guessed myself for, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain sometimes because I, I, it's like, I can feel it in that moment where you doubt yourself, but then you realize that you can. And I feel like it's in those middle parts is that's where a lot of people find a lot of confidence in themselves in CrossFit. Right. And I think I like, I felt that like, I was almost like, I was almost like comfortable being like, eh, it's the end. But then I was like, wait, no, but it's already the end. I can do it for one more. Yeah. But then it was, you know, then I was like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny you said that because I did the same workout earlier. I did it with the 915 class and I kind of had that voice in my head too. It's funny you bring that up because it was five muscle ups, but it said three to five muscle ups. My first round, I did five mm -hmm. and the first five were really hard. And I was like, 
I think I'll drop down to three. But then I decided, I'm like, I'm just going to do five for as long as I can. And once I fail, then I'll go down to three. And then I ended up finishing the workout there with all go. five. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the stories we tell ourselves in the middle yeah. of a workout actually really do matter. But then it's like, but I think that's also important because it like, that's what sets you up for the next one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think we're, I'm much, again, 12 years later, I think I'm much better now. Like, I feel like before I used to hold on to it and like beat myself up and like get all bitter about it. Now it's like, okay, like, yeah, I'm still a little salty about it, but... I know like every time that I practice that mindset of, I think I can, like now I know like, okay, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? I don't finish, but I won't know unless I actually go for it. Right. And I think those little things are what set you up. Like that's why the can like more, the more consistent you are when you show up to class, like the more opportunities that is, is for you to practice that mindset. And will it always be right? Probably not. Like, do you might, you might, it, you might do it and be like, oh, that's great. It, or and sometimes you might be like, I think I can. And then you're like, oh, quickly, cannot. I did not I did not plan that out very yeah. well. <laughs> and, I, and I think a part of it is just being okay with knowing like where you learned. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I love how you said that about not beating yourself up. And yeah, I mean, it's really easy to get in your own head. But at the end of the day, it's just fitness. We're just having fun. We're just working out. It's for the long term. And, you know, if you do mess up, that's okay. Like, just move on and, and it's just fitness and you'll, you're going to learn from it. And, you know, so it's all good. Yeah. At the end of the day, you showed up and you did something. Yeah, exactly. Especially now that, now that we're you know, not like in our twenties <laughs> anymore, it doesn't matter as much. Nope. <laughs> all right. Uh, can you share a memorable moment or a turning point for you in the early stages of Red Wolf that kind of has stayed with you throughout your coaching journey? Yes. I think the most memorable part of coaching at Red Wolf was where I gained my confidence as a female coach. Mm. Um, you know, back in 2012, even like when I first started like lifting, when I learned how to lift when I was in college, it was very uncommon to see a woman in like the weight area. Yeah, like, it was like there was like the it's like the unknown territory for women. Mm. Like women stayed on the side of the ellipticals and the treadmills. Exactly, maybe like the mat, um, and so. I love that though. Like when I, like when I first started working out, it was because it was finally like, instead of what my body looked like, it was about what my body can do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I gravitated to our CrossFit so much was because it was about doing things and it was about my performance versus what I look like. And then Mm -hmm. it turned out that, oh, it was a byproduct instead. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so the biggest part was again, like as a female, like in CrossFit, like it's really hard to have that confidence if you are constantly kind of like you have this thing in the back of your mind like where you don't know if you're being judged, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm five feet tall. I'm a short little Filipino lady. Um, and like when I used to work at 24, like I used to have like these big guys and like they just, not everybody, but it was, it happened enough where it was just like, they kind of would like second guess me or they wouldn't think like I was credible enough. And it's like, I swear, I know what I'm doing, you know? And it's just, it it was a really hard time for me to figure out like my confidence and my value in the CrossFit space as a coach, especially 12 years ago. Like I think it's much better now, but you know, 12 years ago, it was really hard. And it was a lot different back then. And it was like, it was, it was intimidating. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was very, again, very fortunate that I had a lot of males in the industry that looked out for me, that had my back, that helped me build my confidence. And I remember, this is the memory. I remember you and Josh, and I think there were some other people. I was coaching the class at Red Wolf 
And I remember being like, oh crap, you guys are taking the class. Like you guys decided you were gonna take the class. We had already worked out, but you guys decided you wanted, you wanted to work out and take the class. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, like nervous. I remember shaking like, oh, you guys are in the class. Like, how do you go and coach the people that coach you? Like mm-hmm. you, guys were men- you guys were like mentors to me. Right. And so I remember just being very, very intimidated and like not sure like how to do it. And I just remember like in that moment, I remembered like they wouldn't put me, like they wouldn't tell me that I could do this if they didn't actually believe in me. And I remember like taking a deep breath and just like going with it and having fun with it. And like, I still learn, like, I, I remember like asking, um, I think I remember asking Josh like, hey, like how did you feel about like how you went about that class? And I remember like just kind of using it as like a learning, as like a learning day and knowing like where I could have grown and like where I did well, but it wasn't even so much of that. It was the confidence that it helped me build as as a female in the in the in the space that was very male dominant dominated. And knowing that I had people in my corner that had my back. So if there were people, you know, that would you know second guess me or that would be disrespectful, that I knew that I had you guys in my corner. And just having that, I think, helped build my confidence and know the value that I bring when I coach a class. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's that's such a great story, and uh, I didn't even really know that, which yeah. is funny. I just took. I remember taking your class, being like, "I just want to work out and have Vanessa coach me." <laughs> yeah, but I think like no, then for sure. I think that's that was that's the beauty of it is that I <clears throat> I don't even like I've known that, but I think like reading it, I was like, oh, I was like reflecting on it. I was like, that was a big. It was a big deal for me back that's then. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm so glad that you stuck with it, and and look at you now so successful. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of CrossFit. I think that's one of those unwritten things that people kind of write off about CrossFit because CrossFit does get a lot of hate, but mm-hmm. let's be real. Like before CrossFit, you're absolutely right. Like women were not in the weight room as much as the dudes are now. I mean, mm-hmm. now you see that it's, it's completely normal for women to strength train and mm-hmm. to have bigger muscles and like, and people like that. And I think it's great because I mean, look how, and also look how female dominated CrossFit is mm-hmm. now, even on like, you know, Instagram or in the CrossFit game space where the top, you know, I think some of the highest sponsored or highest paid athletes in CrossFit are all female. I think like oh. the top, top five to nine oh, are all actually female. Yeah. If you That's take awesome. in, take into account sponsorships and everything. Uh-oh. Yeah. I think it's That's a very awesome. female dominated, uh, sport now, which is great. And it's also really cool. Cause when you think about it, if any, like, I know I kind of get into the CrossFit game stuff, but if you look, <clears throat> if you just look at it, like, you know, everyone sticks around for the last seat of the mm-hmm. women's, which is awesome. Like, you know, it, cause any other sport it, you know, it's, it's like, well, you know, baseball or softball, it's like, everyone's going to go watch baseball, you mm-hmm. know, the same thing with basketball, but then you see CrossFit and it's like, it's pretty much dead even. Yeah. You know, like there's the stands are packed yeah. for the final heat of, I mean, for all the heats of the yeah. women, just as much as they are for the men, which is really cool. That is all. I never thought of that that way. Yeah. That's one, that's one of the first things I noticed, oh. at least in the early days. Cause I remember going to the 2010 CrossFit games mm-hmm. um, and it was, it was pretty empty, but yeah. I do remember thinking like, huh, it's pretty cool that, <clears throat> that the amount of attendance per heat is pretty much the same for the men's final heat and the and the final women's heat because you know like for heat one didn't yeah. get as much people regardless of who was competing mm-hmm. but then the final heat didn't matter who it was everyone was watching so i, like I, I remember noticing that i mean like 
I think they're onto something here. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, how do you integrate your CrossFit training and health routines into your daily schedule managing four kids? We're kind of getting oh. the family stuff now because I know you have a hectic <laughs> schedule. You have four kids. Yeah. Um, and so tell us about that. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to knowing knowing that I like knowing that something is going to be better than nothing. So I actually have to do them today. I almost, I was going to do them after that workout, but I didn't, um, something as small as like doing 50 pushups a day. Mm -hmm. I remember I saw you posted that one Wednesday and I was like, I'm going to do that. So I stopped what I was doing and I did pushups. That's awesome. And so ever since you posted that, like I randomly saw it and I was like, I'm going to just do my pushups. So I've been doing them every day since, um, you know, and today was actually my first, like I went into the gym since what's today, Wednesday, since last Thursday. Mm -hmm maybe Wednesday since last Wednesday, maybe, um, just because that's where my life has been. And I think knowing that like life is going to happen, like I have four kids under the age of seven. Um, it's not always going to be perfect. And it's going to yeah. like knowing like there's going to be some days where I bring all of my kids to the gym because that's what works. That's how I'm going to get a workout in. Or there's going to be a day where like, I work out at 5 a.m. Like, I'm going to make sure I get up. I ask my husband, like, hey, I know it'll be kind of crazy, but I need to get this workout in because yeah. I know I'm not going to later down, <clears throat> later, later on today. And I need, I need to get out, um, you know? And so, or it might mean, like, I do my 50 push-ups today and that's all I did. Yeah. Like, that's, and I think being okay with that and knowing that it doesn't have to be, like, perfect and I'm not going to, maybe I'm not going to get my three to five days a week as much as I would like, just accepting that has helped me integrate it more into my life because now it's not like, like, for example, I haven't worked out in a gym since last Wednesday, but I did my 50 pushups even when I was, I was gone working a cheer competition all weekend. Yeah. Um, and then some of those days I ended up being able to work out in the morning and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I came home, I was like, okay, I'm going to be spend time with my family. That's what I'm going to do. Like I chose not to work out cause I wanted to rest too. Cause I was, I was gone all weekend and then, and then again, parenthood. Then the next day, my other kid couldn't go to daycare because he got pink eye. And I was like, wonderful. <laughs> and so then I was like, I could have, you know, worked out at home. Like I have a full home gym in my garage, but I was like, I want to be here. Like I haven't seen him. Like he's been in daycare. So I was like, I'm going to snuggle him and spend some time yeah. with him. And so, <clears throat> but I did my pushups with him. And mm -hmm. so it was just kind of like, but then same thing happened yesterday. And I was like, okay. So then I decided, but then there also comes a point of, I know like being okay with like not doing it. But then also knowing, okay, when do I need to get off my ass and do something? Yeah. And so last night I was like, I was going to read my book anyway. When the kids went to bed, I sat on my assault bike and I read and did 30 on 30 off for an hour. I was wow. Like, oh. An hour? Because I was reading. I mean, it was like 30 on quote unquote on, like it was like moderate. It's still but an it was, hour on the was, assault bike. Good But Lord. I was reading my, but I read my book. I was going to yeah. sit in my bed and read anyway. So I was like, I might as well get on my bike and do it. Cause I sat on my butt the last wow. three days. Look at you. But I, that was, I, could, I could never, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. So more, even more respect to you. Only because I didn't want to think about it. That was why. Cause like, if I, I'm just like everybody else. I don't like programming for myself. Hmm. I don't like it. I like when someone tells me what to do, or if I'm going to do something myself, it's like, I'm going to just do something that I know that I've done before that doesn't require very much thinking. Like I literally got on the bike, didn't, didn't even change, didn't put on shoes. I just hopped on the bike and I went because I knew if I sat there and tried to think about what I wanted to do, I would have talked myself out of it. And I think that that's how I integrate a lot of the things that I do is that I can't give myself time to think. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't give myself time to talk myself out of it or to be too busy to do it. 
Right. Because then I won't. And then, and then, like I said, like, then there are some days where it's warranted. And then I'm like, okay, it's been three days. I need to get off my butt and like do something. And so it's just like, it's knowing when and where to kind of push and pull for yourself and being okay with like what happens in those moments. Um, and knowing that it's not about the, the week or even the month, it's about the longevity of it. So it's yeah. like, okay, what can I do for the rest of my life? Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like I tell people that all the time because people come to me with like, hey, Matt, should I go on this diet? Should I get, you know, should I get mm -hmm. extra programming? Like they want to add more to their plate. And I always tell them like, well, you know, if you can't sustain it for the rest of your life, there's no point in doing it just even for one day. Mm -hmm. So we need to figure out something that's sustainable. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> that's a great story. Kind of going back to that, what what would you tell someone who also has, you know, a hectic schedule like yours? You know, you have four kids, you work. You, you have, you, even though you have a garage gym, you still struggle to get in your workouts just like oh, yeah. everybody else. And, uh, what's a piece of advice that you could give people listening if they're also struggling with a hectic schedule? Find what you are willing to do at the bare minimum. Like, mm. like my advice, like for like those little tips, do the bare minimum because chances are you like, like you said, like people think like they need to add more stuff. Mm. Like they think they need to go on the newest, like trendy diet. They need to add more programming. They need to add more time in the gym. I'm like, we already don't have enough time to do all the other stuff that we yeah, have. 100%. Right? Like side, side note, like it always reminds me like, you know, when you were like a young trainer and it's like, well, everyone has the same 24 hours. No, we don't. We don't have the, I don't have the same 24 hours. It's like, why is that anyone has 20 years old? Like, get out of here. People with kids do not have the 20, 24 right. hours. And so it's like, and it's not, again, but it's also very careful to tread. Like, it's not the excuses. And it's like, it's being realistic. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what can I do? Like, what is the bare minimum you are willing to do? Mm. Because I think a lot of times we think, oh, social media says that I have to do this type of program to do this type of eating. It's like, okay. But if it doesn't work for you and you don't even want to do it, why would you do it? Yeah. You know what if I mean? you can't sustain it either. Exactly. That's the point. Like, or like I have, I, people are like, well, I cut out carbs. Well, do you plan on eating them again? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, what's going to happen when you decide that you want to put them back in? You gain every single thing that you lost. Yeah. You just start, you just, you, yeah, you just backtrack to your old habits. Again. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, it's like, so then that's why I, 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 I teach an aerobics class, like at the junior college I go chat and I tell people like, do the bare minimum, like do something small like so for example those 50 push-ups like i've actually been using that as like my as like a learning point for the people that i mm -hmm. that i train there i was like that's awesome i was like i work I, i've been doing this my whole life i was like i've you know i was like but i'm human too i was like those 50 push-ups that's something that i can do with the drop of a hat like i almost forgot them at like 10 o'clock and i was like i literally just crawled out of bed and, and started doing that yeah right awesome. and so it's like <laughs> and so it's like but it's like finding the little things like that so it's like what's the bare minimum that you could do today whether that means like sometimes like i'll park Far, the farthest lot away from the grocery store. So I just have to walk a little farther, mm -hmm. like, something like that. Like, I'm not the best, like my eating thing, my eating habits, that's something that I'm working on. But like something as simple as like, hey, I added some frozen peas to the mac and cheese that I made for my children. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do today. There you go, that's perfect. Like, that's a great example. Like the little things like that where it's like, hey, I only have, you know, 10 minutes. Like I don't have very many things to do today. Like that's where like I'll do my pushups in front of the TV while we're watching Bluey or like I'll use my kids. Like they think it's fun when I squat with them. Like that's why all my videos, like this whole week, like if I do my pushups with the kids, they all think that's their cue to sit on me. I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing weighted pushups today. Right. And so it's like, you can include them even if it's like 10 minutes, yeah. five minutes, you're going <clears> to <throat> sit there and watch them watch TV anyway. Oh yeah. So it's like, use them. Like they, they are now your weight. 
doing step ups. I think with like the kids, they thought they think that's so fun or like squatting or doing thrusters with them. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> even if it's like 20 reps, 50 reps, like doing something, I think that's the big, like doing the bare minimum because you were going to do nothing anyway. So instead of thinking we need more, 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 it's like, okay, well, having the intention to do something towards your goal. Yeah. And again, I think it's it's more of a mindset and it's it's hard because you don't know it unless you do it. And it's really easy to say, but then you realize like, oh, it makes sense. So, but you have to be in it. So mm -hmm. that's why I always have to like find something small enough to do that you know you can do every day. Yeah. Like the 50 push-ups, like that's been so helpful for me. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. And thank you for sticking with that. It was, it's really inspiring. A lot of people, because I, I repost every time you mm -hmm. do it and people even message me and they're like, dude, this Vanessa chick <laughs> is killing it. And I'm like, you have no idea. I, I've known her for a while and I've, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think people also kind of get into this all or nothing mentality mm -hmm. where it's like, if I don't have a killer workout, the day is lost. When mm -hmm. I love how you talked about the minimums. And, you know, that's one thing I learned from my coach too, is because I told him one day when I was, you know, in my competitive days, when I was like, you know, man, I'm not hitting PRs. I'm not like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, my, my friend time's not getting better. All of my stats are just staying stagnant. But then he's like, he's like, Matt, well, look at your minimums. He's like, before, when you first started training with me, there were days where if we had maxed out on a snatch, you could only hit 185. Now you can hit 225 on two hours of sleep and you're extremely sore and you already did three wads before. Mm -hmm. That is your that is your minimum. He's like, we focus on minimums. And I'm like, oh, I like that. And then mm -hmm. so I like how you brought that up because I that's kind of how I operate too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> are there any specific minimums that you already have preset other than the 50 pushups or is it just kind of just whatever, you just make it up on the go? I kind of just make it up on the go because okay. something and something for me that I learned is that like you have to know what works for you. Like what works for somebody, and I think that's a hard part with like social media today. People are like, well, I wanna look like this person and so I'm gonna follow their thing. I'm like, you could take the same workout and have two people do the exact same thing and you will get two completely different results. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are still kind of learning that, like as again in social media, everyone knows everything. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, you know, and people want, and people want to, people are gonna to flock to the things that they're the most biased about. They're gonna to want, to, they're gonna to go so to the true. things that they're gonna want. And it's like no one, like, the only thing that is the magic pill is going to be consistency. Mm. And so I think like people have to find out what they like. And I remember when I first started off as a trainer, I remember being like, well, burpees are good for you. I was like, this person legitimately hates burpees, but I kept making them do it. They hate them. Like it was, I was very lucky that our rapport was good and she still trained with me, but I look back and I'm like, she didn't like those. Why the hell did I make her do them? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you also got to find the things that like, and again, that doesn't mean like, Hey, you're in CrossFit. I don't have to do burpees. Different, different kind of thing. Um, you know? And so it's like, if someone doesn't like yoga, I'm probably not going to tell them, Hey, you have to go do yoga. You know what I mean? Like you have to find something that's them that they're going to want to go do even when it's hard. So for me, I use my home gym when I absolutely have to, like last night when I was like, okay, I got to do something, get myself off my butt and like, go do it. But normally I work better if I go into the gym, like even my, even the gym that I coach at is still 25 minutes away from me. I don't know why I don't ever, I don't ever work near gyms that are near my house. Um, but I will wake up. I am more likely going to wake up at 4:30 to go to the 5am class 25 minutes away right. because I know people are there. And I know it gets me going. And I know that no matter what happens, the hour is gonna go by and I'm gonna get that workout in. Yeah. Even if I have all my kids. But if I have all of my kids and do it in my garage gym, I'm gonna get distracted. 
someone's going to want a snack. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Versus if I have a snack, but if I have the snack, I just hand it to them and I finish doing the workout. Like it's just, it's just different, but that works for me. Yeah. People are always like, well, how do you bring all the kids? I'm like, cause it just works for some people. It doesn't. And that's okay. But you have to find the thing that works for you that you are willing to do. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest part is you have to find the things that you are willing to do and then be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay with like, yes, it is okay if you don't like, if you're not going to choose to do like a 45 minute workout, you might get to your goals a little slower, but you also have to be realistic and you have to be, be okay with knowing that whatever you're choosing to do is going to get you where you want to be eventually over time. Because again, it's about the habit. It's about the consistency. It's about the longevity of it. Right. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like the, the whole, I think people get so stuck on such shorter time horizons that they expect, you know, I tried this for a week. I'm not seeing results and therefore I will not do it. Uh, when really you have, you have to like really be like, well, let's take this over the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, focus on that first 10, 10 years first. Uh, because I mean, so many times I've talked to people and then they quit so quickly because they just don't, they just think that it's going to come so fast. You know, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not buying a MacBook pro here where it's like you get the instant gratification. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that takes a long time to mm -hmm. get into. Uh, can you share some quick effective tips that have helped you stay fit amongst the busy life. I'm, I know we've already kind of covered some of them, but is there anything else you want to add to that? Hmm. I think find people that you want to work out with. I think that's what makes again, CrossFit so great is because you have a community. And if you know, people are waiting for you or like you made plans to go with like to go sit, get someone like to go work out, you're more likely going to do it because you made plans with someone right? Or you schedule it. Like, right. We schedule mm -hmm. meetings throughout our day. We schedule appointments, schedule your workout, start adding it into your day. So you right. know, like that was, that was part of your plan already. And like, if you know, like, so for parents, I always tell people, I'm like the 5am classes, no matter what gym I've ever been to are always the most consistent. Oh yeah. They definitely are. Because it's usually going to be the parents or people that have families and they know when they come home, they're not going to want to work out because they want to spend time with their families. So like you have, there has to be a give and a take. Mm -hmm. So they choose to come early in the morning before they go to work or maybe on their lunch break. If like the noon class sometimes is always, is, is, is always a, a good one too. Um, but like you have to schedule it for yourself and know what works for you. Right. And so it's like, you have to put, put, put it in where you're less likely to make excuses, right? So like, again, most people are going to spend time after work with their families. So you probably don't want to schedule your workouts at the time that's going to make it the hardest part for you to like, even just to get going. Right. And so scheduling it at a time that you know is more feasible for you. Um, and then again, doing like finding ways that help keep you accountable, you know, yeah. and then that's the other part of CrossFit and like even personal training and things like that. Like you're not paying, like anyone can find all these workouts online. Mm -hmm. the, the internet is unlimited information. Mm -hmm. So anyone can find a workout and do it. It's the accountability and it's the, you know, it's the camaraderie. It's the rapport that you make with someone that believes in you, that knows that can, can help you like, and not just maybe even from a coaching standpoint, but just from a motivation standpoint, you know, there are so many days where I'm like, I have zero desire to get out of bed right now and do this. Ooh, but my friend's waiting for me and I want to see her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like today, like 
I've, you know, I mean, I know none of my, both my kids are in daycare or the two younger ones, but like, I was like, oh, cool, cool. Like I can make it to the noon class today. And I was able to get that work yeah. done, you know? And so it's like, because I know I want to see you, I want to see you guys. Yeah. And so it's like finding those things. And I know it's, it's not the, it's not the most like actionable thing, but I think again, it's the mindset and it's buying in. It's understanding that you have to believe in it in order to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because anyone can tell anyone to do anything, right? That's why I like, that's why a lot of times like those 12 week challenges like that are so regimented don't work for a lot of people because it's so like on one end of the spectrum that mm -hmm. they can't sustain it because now what happens after you take all that away? The accountability it, is gone. The accountability is gone. Yeah. They don't know how to temper it when life gets hard. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to temper it when your kids get sick, when you're busy at work, you know what I mean? And so, and then what do they do? They beat themselves up. Yeah. And then they just quit because they're like, oh, well, it was too hard. And so it's like that, again, it's like that all or nothing. So it's like finding, finding out how to make it work for you. Yeah, no, exactly. And yeah, I, I love how you said, you know, you compared it to like those 12 week or six week challenges that are so popular because I think people get, I think people do get in that environment and it does help. That's why they do see results in the short term mm -hmm. because the environment has changed and the stakes are higher and the accountability is there. So how can we make that more sustainable over a longer period of time? And I like what you said about, you know, finding people in classes, finding community, because when you can change your environment, you can change your behavior mm -hmm. for the long term. So yeah. I love that. That's a great tip. Um, all right, moving into our final question before we wrap things up. So balancing fit, family, fitness, and personal time can be challenging. Can you give people some tips on how you prioritize and manage these aspects of your life? I think the biggest thing, actually, I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. The biggest thing, and this is something that's more new to me, like in the last year, is that knowing when to ask for help, mm -hmm. knowing when to say no, and being okay with not being able to do it all. Mm, and that's I a good think one. a lot of times, again, social media, it's, it's a whole new thing now. Right. Like, especially for like moms. And I, and I almost feel bad because like sometimes people be like, when I, whether when I was pregnant or like after I had, you know, my kids and people, I was like, oh, well, so like the, you know, you do this, like, so other people shouldn't have an excuse. And I almost feel, I'm like, well, don't like, it, it shouldn't be about what I do compared to someone else. It should be more about, okay, like, how do we get people there? How do we get people to know that it's not about not having excuses it's just simply about making it part of their life yeah right like that's something that we've you know we talked about is about the longevity like not about what i can do now like as whether it's competitive or not but can i still do crossfit in 10 years mm -hmm. right like how do i make sure that i can still keep as part of my life no matter what happens mm -hmm. um and so that balance is relative i think balance is relative because it's not always balance doesn't really exist yeah um your balance deter is based off of, okay, what season of life are you in? Mm -hmm. Or even what type of day are you having? Okay, well, this is my balance right now is like, I got a call, like my kid's sick again. I was like, oh, crap, gotta go get him, right? But luckily I got my workout in already, mm -hmm. right? If this was the other day where like my balance was, I my my balance isn't a base around like, what's my priority for that day or for that week or for that month or whatever season of life that I'm in, like, that's where my balance is. And I think when we accept that, when you understand that and like you can like, you're like you, you're okay with it, mm -hmm. right? But again, like I went back again, like also knowing like, yes, 
have those moments, but also know when do you need to for lack of a better phrase, am I allowed to curse on this? Yes. For lack of a better phrase, pull your head out of your ass and be like, <laughs> I hey. I'm going to say something better. <laughs> <laughs> well, pull your head out of your ass and be like, okay, now is the time to like to step it up because I also have goals. So where is it like, where's it going to give? Where's it going to take? So mine was like, again, like last night, I was like, well, I want to do something. I'm going to sit on this bike for an hour because I haven't done shit all day or like not really all week. So it was like, that was my give. Right. Like you're, you have to, people, I think people think like balance is like having a little bit of everything, but balance also means sacrifice. Yeah. And you, and I think that's where a lot of, and I, I see it a lot, like with like the younger, like 20 ish year olds, like they want the rewards without putting in the work and the sacrifice. Yeah. And I think a lot of times allies and with social, with social media, like with people, like even like our age, like in our, you know, mid twenties, mid thirties, like. We want that instant gratification. We want to have it all, but at the same time, like you can't. Yeah. You're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> so knowing how to balance based off of where you're at, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do, what's your negotiables, what's your non-negotiables. And I think that's the that's the biggest part of figuring out that balance for you. No, that's awesome. That's a great way to put it. And it's funny, I've had told people in the past tell me before too, like, Matt, you need to be more balanced. And I'm like, define balanced. Like define it. Like, is it your definition of balance? Because judging by your definition of balance, I'm gonna be fat. <laughs> I'm gonna be lazy and work a nine to five, and be miserable. So yeah. if that's balance, I don't want that. Yeah, I'd rather be imbalanced and go after the things I want and be healthy, fit, have a business, have a great family, mm -hmm. and um, be willing to put up with some some hard. Yeah. <laughs> just some quote unquote hard stuff yeah. in order to have that. And if that's what, if that's what is required of me, then I will do that. Yeah. I think that you bring up a good point. Like, so for some days, like, yeah, it means resting. And then other days it means getting off your butt and doing something mm -hmm. like I, like I was working, I had to work a cheer competition. I judged for 15 hours and like, I got in late, but I woke up early and I was like, I'm going to, I did like, it was 15, it was a like 15, 20 minute workout. Mm -hmm. That's all I did. But everyone's like, why don't you just sleep? I was like, because I'm going to be sitting for 15 hours and I know I'm going to be cranky as shit. Like I want to move and do something. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and so it's like for some people and then, they, but then guess what I did when I came home? I came home and I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like that was balance for me. Is that the same for someone else? Probably not. Yeah. But I think that's why, again, it's relative. And I think a lot of like the fitness space, people are trying to be like, well, this person said this and this person said this. It's like, why don't you figure out what you need first? Yeah. And yeah. then that's where you like you, that's where you can like, Hey, that's where the coaching comes in. Like, what's the best way to approach this for me? Yeah. No, hundred so. percent. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on. It was great catching up with you and getting all your thoughts down. Uh, this was awesome. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review. So we know to make more content just like this. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and go and DM your questions or content suggestions there. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it. Can you say it? Say it, Vanessa. Nailed it. <laughs>